Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Long Lost Heroes Podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. And we are dropping back in on James Bond, the final movie in the Eon Pantheon that we will be watching for the James Bond edition of the Long Lost Heroes Podcast. Holy shit, here we are. The we, final boss, we the final level. It. I, you know, I. It was weird to to pop the disc in and then to to take the whole box set and be like, "All right, you're going in the box now." Yeah. <laughs> See you later. I feel like uh, I've done it. It's like I was just saying, if it's something I've been wanting to do for like 20 years, um, checked them all off. Now I'm like, okay, we got to watch the non eons. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, no, it was great to to cross this one off. Obviously. We did our own order. We blah blah blah. You, if you're here, you know what we did. Um, but, but <laughs> otherwise, have... like we watched them in terms of the the James Bond, not in a chronological way. We started with the Bond we knew, then came in with the best, with also with the video game. Yeah, uh, Pierce Brosnan. We went through all of Daniel Craig. Uh, at that point, we went back to uh, um, Dalton. Who, uh, D- not not well, just Dalton, uh, Lazenby, then Dalton. Lazenby, then Dalton. Then we did all of Roger Moore, which was a doozy, folks. Uh-huh. And then we just we cruised through Sean Connery. And you know, if if we did it differently, I think we'd still end here. Like, yeah, I, think I agree. The only the only difference I would have done would be after Daniel Craig to jump to Roger Moore, then uh, Dalton, then do Connery integrate Lazenby and then end on this movie still. I think it's still a great way for us to wrap up this series. Yeah. It, it, it wraps up Sean Connery too, you know, and I, they were very, you know, they were not coy about that in the marketing for this movie. You know, Connery was saying, this is my last one. I'm back. Let's do this. Let's bang this out. This is over. He got another deal with the studio to make another movie. He did. Uh, but that was it. Um, and this comes in 1971 after On Her Majesty's Secret Surface is kind of n- not so good r- reviews because of Lazenby and reaction because Lazenby thought he was a prima donna, which we've already talked about. Yeah. And he was fired. And before they went on to go make movies with Roger Moore, uh, they made one last trip with uh, Sean Connery at the behest of United Artists, who really wanted him back. Mm. And yeah, they—it's so interesting. I mean, like it's—it's it's weird to see that James Bond will return in *Live and Let Die* yeah, at the end weird, of this movie right? and be like, "Whoa, okay." Like, and this is another thing that I was thinking about. This movie feels like the 70s. Like, did they come up with some new technology or something that, like, maybe it's better lighting or something? Because we just watched a movie from 1967. It's only four years difference. Um, in it a lot, feels in, like the 70s. Yeah, it definitely looks like a 70s movie. It's written differently. It's also a Guy Hamilton uh, production. He's yeah. a genius. Um yeah, man, it's it definitely feels like James Bond in the '70s, a different kind of flavor than we had seen and left off with, you know. And also remembering back to Live and Let Die, which really has that '70s flavor and yeah. and, and look. Uh, 
yeah, this film is is weird. You know, I uh, I liked it better than I thought I would. Yeah, me too. Um, but I also think like it's got some it's got some problems, and that oh, you know, overall, um, for a movie I had never seen, uh, you know, it definitely it definitely had some goodies in there that come back in Austin Powers and other places that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. or at least interesting to watch and uh, and observe for the first time. What do you think, my friendo? Yeah, yeah. I I I'm glad I finally saw it. I mean, if I was going ab- about my uh, my watch order back in the day, it probably wouldn't have been the last Bond. I probably would have started and dove into Roger Moore after this. But um, it's uh, yeah. I knew nothing about it. I like did a quick Google search beforehand and was like, Oh, okay. Diamonds. I get it. (laughs) That's why why they named it. Diamonds are forever. Um, it just, it's weird. I mean, Connery feels older. He's a little slower. Like it's, it's noticeable. And, um, it's interesting because it doesn't like, this isn't the spoiler. It doesn't play into the plot at all, which I was kind of thinking it would have. And it was. I was hoping, like, at some point, you would have had like your older Batman, you know, Dark Knight Rises kind of feel, where you see that he's slow in a step, you've seen that he's more vulnerable, and that he's kind of, you know, at the end of his fucking rope. And and I think that would have created a cool dynamic. It's interesting that they couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like they, they were still so young in the product and and trying to make it, you know. Uh, you know, be as marketable as possible. So to not, you know, go after it, to not, you know, kind of, you know, kill Bond off, like I kind of understand, even though they do try to kill him a number of times. And sure. I got to say, the uh, the locked in a coffin gag, or the, you know, um, yeah. that was a really crazy uh, sequence. I was pretty rock during that one. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, how is he going to get out of this? What um, the fuck? Um yeah. yeah. I don't Go know. Ahead. I think it's I think it's a good movie. I also think it's one that is probably forgettable. Uh Oh, it's yeah, it's forgotten. And, and uh I probably won't go back to for a long time if ever. Um but yeah, I'm I'm glad we finally saw it and uh It's yeah. Connery's last last one. So um, I, I think before saying too much more, we should just go into spoilers. Um, For sure. If if you've been following along at this point uh, and and you haven't watched, please go watch it. If you if you've been listening and haven't been watching, and you just want to keep listening, just keep listening. I guess. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, there's going to be Mandalorian. There's going to be other stuff. I mean, we'll talk about that in upcoming episodes, but. You know, there'll there'll be more content coming from us soon. <laughs> yep. Uh, but if you don't, if you know, but this has been this is kind of the James Bond end. Uh, we're gonna have another James Bond ratings episode, but this is a different one. Anyway, sorry, spoilers, Frank. I apologize. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Anyway, so, wh- where do you want to start? Go for it. I mean, I think as always, a good place to start is the plot. Um, Let's do it. Let's play the game. Do you, uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, you just watched it, right? Like minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, minutes ago. So, uh, a secret criminal syndicate is stealing diamonds 
they are using them to create a laser <laughs> in space that uh, can, you know, set off nuclear weapons. Um, and James Bond investigates. You know, hilarity ensues. Hilarity does. Las ensue. Vegas is also huge. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah that's I lo- pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. That's the final game. Do you want to take a shot at it, Frank? Yeah, I think the plot of this movie is kind of straightforward. It's it's a you get the the feeling that I'm not gonna do like in many words or less, but <laughs> <laughs> you get the feeling that James Bond has been on holiday, quote unquote. I think that's a, a winking nod at the fact that he was not in the last movie, um, and he comes back and they're like, "Oh, what do you know about?" diamonds and it's like oh there's one thing you don't know about diamonds or or, or about anything because he always seems to know everything about everything um and so he investigates and he actually is like undercover for a lot of this movie which is weird yes um and following this thread of like basically anybody that gets in touch with the diamonds ends up dying this whole like blowfeld plot like i mean did anyone really think he was dead in, in the fucking opening of this movie no way uh, and I, I was actually just surprised that, uh, what is his name? White, something white, Willard, Willard white, white. who's meant I, to be Howard Hughes. Uh, okay. I, I thought that that guy was going to be a fake person and that and it, how, it, and Willard white is played by sausage entrepreneur, Jimmy Dean. <laughs> I saw that he's a country like, singer. I was like, is also, that he's the, a Jimmy sausage Dean? <laughs> the Jimmy Dean, the um, Jimmy Dean's. Yeah, I was. I thought that it was gonna be fake, and but the fact that he was a real person, I was like, okay. I figured Blofeld was behind the whole thing, but so yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of an interesting thing, and the fact that all of a sudden it like turns into this satellite, you know, they feel like they're like, all right, we gotta make it big again. It was just like an obligation, not necessarily like a clear thought. <laughs> um, but it's cool that this, that Vegas plays such a huge presence here. Um, that I feel like we hadn't seen yet. Um. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, it's a great. I mean, he's like he waited. He waited. Uh, it's. I love Vegas in this movie. It definitely gives you the Austin Powers vibes a lot. Oh my god, yeah. But also the car chase sequence is dynamite. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome. They bro- broccoli called that in and got them. Got Howard. Hughes. Okay, so this movie is like. Uh, I got some trivia's because I watched the special features my friend did. Oh, please go. Um, so the bet, so Willard White is based on Howard Hughes, right? And Broccoli got the idea that like he saw somebody in a penthouse, and he was looking, and he's like, "Oh, it's not them." And he was like, "Oh, because Howard Hughes was living in the roof of the Desert Casino Hotel in the penthouse of the Desert Casino Hotel in Las Vegas, and he's." up there and nobody had seen him in five years so nobody had known that's so not so <laughs> cubby got the idea he's like what if somebody had replaced him like what if a bad guy could replace him and then he'd be no one would know the wiser and that's where they came up with the, the plot of the movie they changed a little bit of the stuff because originally the diamond guy is goldfinger's brother hmm. in the books which would have been a little too silly, <laughs> a little too cute. Um, Diamond finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I really, 
I appreciate a lot of the modern aspect of it. Like I also appreciate it's got a beginning, middle and an end. Yeah. You know, uh, and they made this movie. They were originally going to make this movie a lot in Hollywood, but the earthquake that happened in 1970 really fucked up the studios. So they couldn't film all the stuff they were planning. Okay. Um, Yeah. Interesting. All right. So a lot is filmed in Vegas then. Uh, and then yeah. elsewhere, and probably studios. that's how Cubby Broccoli found Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean was singing <laughs> in uh in the in the hotel that Howard Hughes owes, and he's like, "Okay, you want to be in the movie? You'll play this guy." And he's like, "Fine, that's this cool. movie he, is like super meta. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very meta. Um, you know, because they always tried to figure out, you know, they tried to keep it relevant, you know. Yeah, they, you know." you didn't have to get that it's Howard Hughes to enjoy the movie, but if you did, then it's like on a whole other level, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think we can talk about it now. It's interesting to me that once they went from Blofeld, they went full Blofeld three times in a row. And each time it's like, not, it's not what they want, right? Like they, they, tr- they keep trying again. It's all. I can't imagine that a movie would have done that with the like the. They didn't do that with the Joker, right? Right. Like they didn't go and recast Heath with Jared Leto for The Dark Knight Rises the way that Nolan would have, you know, originally had done it. Like you think that that movie gets made thirty years ago before actors are really have the stature and the you know the abilities that they have now it would be interesting to see. I think they would have probably just made it right. Like, because here they're thinking, no, 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 this didn't work. We'll try it again. Here we'll, we'll go for somebody different. It's so weird. I mean, I think like, I feel like they mention it a little bit in this movie and in, uh, on her majesty's secret service about the, you know, the facelifts and the. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's like, it's not central enough to really be like, it's not like they're showing you a photo of the original guy and be like, here's what you're going to look like now. Right. Like they're not connecting the dots enough for it to like make a lot of sense plot wise. Like, Oh yeah, that blow Like it just, it feels like a different character each time. And they could have had something huge here, like three movies in a row with the same villain. Yeah. You fucking kidding me? Like they could have made that so awesome and like such a huge threat, but it's like, diminishing returns it it really like well they couldn't crack it right like you need i guess it was really before there were super iconic villains in cinema right it kind of takes taxi driver to really get into the whole anti-hero bad guy pov of a movie that like really really works and it you had to have the bet the bad guys lose you know in the old studio system they couldn't win that, um, and that's fine. Um, I mean, even the, just the fact that Blofeld survives, like he loses, yeah. but like he lives to see another day. Like, I don't know. I think there's something about like, like may- maybe having more of a personal vendetta against totally. Bond. It just doesn't feel like he really cares that much that it's Bond again. <laughs> no, know? they're just there fighting each other because they have to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and that's kind of, I think that this movie's the biggest problem, 
because they they recast this guy with the different dude that was in the last movie we just watched. <laughs> so weird. Um, it's so it's so wackadoodle. Uh, and not is there only one, not is there two, but there are three of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like come on. So right. It's it's nuts. Uh, so Charles Gray plays this guy, um, this version of Blofeld. Uh, I, despite everything else, I, I think that the plot of this movie is is pretty fun, and it's done in a, a fun '70s kind of way, um, with more tracking and more, um, you know, getting into the different sides of of the bad guys that we hadn't seen in the earlier '60s films. So I, I dig it. I also feel like um part of the underwhelming movie-ness of this film we just watched is that it's just not like a happy time for sean connery (laughs) you know like and and you can see that he's bummed (laughs) like not enjoying it he's not having fun at all no he's just going through the motions getting the paycheck and that's just like that blows and i I don't know. The joy of the earlier '60s Bond was something that I guess I, I guess I miss. You know, like even like thinking about it in Thunderball, like there's still like some crazy wonderment about the whole experience, and like he's you know kind of rocking and driving and moving along. Um, I don't know. This is a this is a weird movie. Um, yeah. Where do we go, where do we should we go next? Um. Uh... You want to talk about the final battle <laughs> where he has his Blofeld in a submarine and he's swinging him from a crane? Sure. I mean, it's pretty absurd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, got, so Guy Hamilton is setting up this shot, right? Guy Hamilton, the reason why he's so famous is because he, like, he shot assistant director on the fucking African Queen, like, with fucking, John, like, uh, what's his name? Hugh, not... Uh, the major, the African Queen is a major film. I don't know who the director is. Fuck me. We'll find out later. Anyway, he's talking to the guys, and they have all the explosions rigged up, and the they're like, Guy Hamilton's like, you know what? I want to do one more dry run through, no explosions. You know, let's do this shit. Make sure we've got it right. And moments later, the assistant director yells, "Action!" for what he thought was like the full locked and loaded explosions and none of the directors, none of the cameramen were right ready. So most of the shots of the oil rig exploding at the end of the movie are uh, like them, like turning on their cameras and like trying to get the best shot that they could as that explosion is happening. Oh fuck. Uh, (laughs) And then the guy's like, Oh my God, I'm really sorry. And, uh, John Hughes's uh, uh, guy Hamilton is like, don't worry, I'll fix it. And then the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, we'll do whatever you need to do. He's like, no, 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 no you don't understand. I'll fix it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, no, no, no. Um, and I, I think it's a definitely a cool location. Yeah. You know, for for this movie, it definitely feels exotic and high stakes and um, original. Uh, it just it gets to the point of crazy silliness that Blofeld is essentially being swung around in a, in a crane, like a crane submarine thing. That's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, I 
And it's kind of a shame, like, obviously, we don't ultimately see his fate, uh, but it's, again, implied that he lives because he sort of-ish shows up later, but not really. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a cool spot. I think it's it's different than having, like, a volcano lair or, like, a, a <laughs> submarine thing or a sp- a space station. So an oil rig, fine, cool, different. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the fact that they're like controlling this satellite thing with this like Hanson bop tape. <laughs> it's like, <ridiculous. laughs> uh, but Hey, and, and like the whole like back and forth of like, Oh, it was the right tape. No, it's the wrong tape. Now it's the right tape again. It's like, no one fucking cares. Just like move along. Right. Um, so I don't know, like, yeah, it, it's kind of too bad because I feel like when we first have Bond uh, get up to the high rise in, in uh, at the, the the White House hotel or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and him like squaring off against Blofeld there, like it's like oh shit, this is gonna be awesome, but I feel like that's like the peak of their their relationship and their conflict, and that after that it's like merp. Um, yeah, it's a profound merp. So, yeah. Um, and then we go and we find uh, the real wh- white. Uh, I, I remember, like, a long time ago, um, as we, like, right when we started doing the series, like, catching some, like, you know, the James Bond uh, official Facebook page will, like, post clips every now and then. And it posted a clip from Diamonds of Forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've never seen this before. And it was, like, the scene of. Uh, Bambi and Thumper. I was like, this oh, is so yeah, weird. Yeah, this yeah, is different. The yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, they're pretty sweet. They're like, awesome. They rule. They, that was a cool addition um, and like a definitely a different take on physical antagonists for James Bond, especially here where he like, I feel like I. it's crazy. Like he looks and acts so old, but like he can't be that old. No. 71 like what how, really uh, makes him look old is the dyed <laughs> fucking eyebrows oh god yeah the, the two hairy caterpillars <laughs> <laughs> just waiting i mean they're, they're my eye, they're basically my eyebrows but like no but just you had your eyebrows for mind. a while and like they're gonna gray someday but like not yet yeah you know and they're not gray now right but he's but, dying them on purpose. Oh, uh, they look horrible. <laughs> right. And because he's got gray in the temples and stuff. It's like, dude, like, just yeah, like. It's, it's wackadoodle over there. I don't know. It's just like that whole fight. I'm like, take it easy on him. He's going to break a hip. <laughs> he looks old. Uh, he looks old. Poor guy. Um, Wrinkly. I don't know. I mean, what else do you want to say? What like I, I like her uh tiffany case uh, as the bond girl i think no not a fan no i didn't love her i i felt like she they were trying to give her advocacy and they did but i don't know i didn't i don't i don't know i didn't love her she's kind of like two-faced like she on one hand she because i think she's she's more villainous than she is like a good person and yeah so for her to kind of always being like hey did you talk to your guy did you talk to felix yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, to get yeah. clear my name like that was kind of weird and then for her to just be like sunbathing on blofeld's like oil rig 
I don't know. It, it is weird. I liked her through parts of the movie. I didn't love it through the entirety. Um, but she was kind of fun. A different. Like I liked their introduction. Like seeing her. Like yeah, definitely. You know, get his fingerprints and everything, and doing that whole thing. Um, but yeah, ultimately maybe. Mer- and then plenty O'Toole. Like, what kind of name yeah. is that? Yeah, that was that was a weird one. But she wasn't bad. And um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's interesting that you know the last Guy Hamilton movie was all blondes. This one was all brunettes. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought he would have went back to blondes for this one. I was I was interested to see <laughs> that he didn't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a, you know, the Q stuff in this movie is interesting. I feel like it's a different take. It's just a short, short scene. Um, I don't know. This is like a, this is like a movie you gotta watch, but like I don't know if it's as canon as it should be. Yeah, it does feel very like canon light. Like, yeah, like even from the start, the whole like, just watching the uh, the opening sequence and being fairly confident that Sean Connery is not actually acting in any of those scenes because it's just a voiceover. And then like, I actually really like the characters of Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid. Yeah. They're pretty wackadoodle guys. (laughs) Megan kept being like, Oh, they're like in love. (laughs) They were like holding (laughs) hands and stuff. Like I felt really bad for them by the end, but I'm like, they were kind of a cool set of characters, but like we were following them for so long. It just like, I don't know. Like the, it just this movie wasn't focused as much as it could have been. That's you know? a good point. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, it wasn't focused. So this movie was all over the fucking place. At one point, it's a commercial for Las Vegas. At another point, you're talking about Howard Hughes with Jimmy Dean in a helicopter. <laughs> it's crazy. This movie is very all over the place. Yeah. Um. All right. I mean, let's yeah. just go to the ratings. It's, like, yeah. uh, there's no reason to belabor it. Um, I mean, it was it was an interesting ride. I had my last martini as I watched it Ooh. and finished our gin. So I was like, all right, I, I, we're good. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I did it. Um, it's, a, it's a James Bond movie, and it's an official one, uh, and we did it. So... Let's let's go rate it and see where it stacks up amongst the rest. Um, so, the opening sequence, I I really didn't care for it that much. I feel like nothing that interesting happened, and not like, I mean, like I like I was just saying, like he's barely even in it, and the stakes aren't high. So I mean, I gave it a six, which is probably generous. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But what what do you think? So this one for me is a seven. Um, I like kind of the urgency that they build. I like the, you know, trying to bring the temperature up and then, you know, killing this new Blofeld again in the opening credits and there before you even get to the next scene. Um, And I'm almost like, yeah, okay, cool. I liked it. Um, But I also felt... uh, you know, you miss the action of Connery and you miss like a signature something about it. It just feels um, very nonspecific. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like that so, weird, like sludgy stuff. Was, yeah. 
It's gross. Weird. It was mashed potatoes, gross. and it started to smell on the set, they were oh, saying. That's it's very weird. yucky. It's gross. Uh, plot. We're both in agreement here at eight. Um, I feel like it's a solid plot. It it uh, it moves along. Like The movie doesn't drag, really. Um, Definitely makes the basis of a lot of plots to come. Oh, it sure does. Um, and I, I kind of like... I like watching Bond kind of figure things out. So, like, the fact that he's, you know, playing detective and and going on the hunt. Like, he goes to the funeral parlor, and he, like, he gets the money, and then he gets the diamonds, and then he does this, and then he does that. And then he goes, like, you know, like, watching all that play out was fun um, to the point where, like, he, you know, finally figures out that Blofeld is still behind it all was great. Um, But, you know. Do I ever really feel like I mean, I, and there was a ticking clock too, but again, do you feel like it's that threatening? I don't no. know. Like you're, you're, you're going to shoot a laser beam at Washington, DC. No. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. A 1971 laser beam. <laughs> Although when they showed the shots of, uh, the laser actually taking out like some of the other weaponry and it was like, damn, that thing is powerful. <laughs> yeah, it was. The- <laughs> It was an interesting sequence. I liked it too. Uh, you know, bringing us to the next category, I I said I gave this an eight, right? I said that plot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So g- bringing this into the gadgets queue in the car, I'm gonna give this a five. I like the queue sequence. There is no official car, um, and some of the gadgets are, are like kind of fun. I think the grappling gun that he can use to um, swing over to get into. Um, the lair penthouse at the top of the building was pretty awesome mm-hmm. um, and definitely laid the groundwork for Batman <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's awesome I uh, you know but at the same time you know really could have used some car gadgets really would have liked to see a more fleshed out Q scene um, and would have liked to have a moment between Q and Sean Connery you know right because I think like they just call each other yeah (laughs) like okay that's that's not enough and like the car there is a cool whatever that red car is it's cool and they have a really great car chase but it's not a q official car that has the gadgets and all the things um so yeah i gave it a six you gave it a five bond girls uh we're in agreement again yeah, I think there's two here, and if you add, they're both like not really great, but if you add them together, they make an eight. They're both fours. <laughs> if it was <laughs> one on the other by themselves, it wouldn't have been as good. But because you had both to kind of deal with, and then you know, uh, Thumper and Bambi at the end really made up for it too. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, they're all beautiful. Uh, Plenty's got plenty. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, all right, villain. So I guess last time I gave Blofeld a nine, and I kind of liked him better this time, but not like enough better to give him a ten, so I'm still giving him a nine. Because um, I, I feel like he's interesting, and I think he's got like a decent plan, and he's in more of the movie. And, right. Um. Like, even when he wasn't in the movie, I was like, oh, he's not dead. Like, there's no way. Like, that was kind of bullshit. 
like you're not gonna kill off like the mate well though they do it later (laughs) you're not gonna but like when i read the plot of the movie it's like okay he goes up against blofeld like you don't just kill him in the opening sequence um, except you do <laughs> except you do uh but yeah that he has these clones or whatever that's i mean they're not clones they're just body doubles yep G- those poor men <laughs> yeah that's a sad existence that's, holy shit that's gotta be a terrible like you're not good enough to be yourself you're gonna be me <laughs> and then you're gonna die <laughs> um what do you think of the villain you know i i don't hate this guy's portrayal i don't like the way he acts it's just contrary to like everything we've seen of blofeld up until this point like even if you think about the guy who played uh blofeld in on her majesty's secret service like even he's like bringing a kind of bravado and bigness to the role and this guy just feels like small and not as grandiose and just not like the blofeld we've come to see sure and it's just like it's not like it if the plot was more focused around Spectre or you could have seen how he's trying to manipulate and move Spectre forward in a different way or a different name or whatever. Yeah. Like at least then you could have like seen like, Oh, there's more, but here he's just like, I'm going to get these diamonds and I'm going to shoot another city with a laser or rocket or whatever I have to do. I mean, is Spectre actually in this movie at all? I don't think so. I don't think it is. It's so that's kind of a weird beat, right? The fact that like, like, I don't know. Are we supposed to believe that after... I mean, I don't remember if it was in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, but, like, it was definitely in You Only Live Twice. Did they, like, fall apart and he's just kind of on the run as, like, a independent villain at this point? Like, because you're, you're absolutely right. He doesn't feel like the head of a major evil organization of the world. I, I did like his, like, sympathetic, like, I feel like I'm... Like in his oil rig where it's like safety is number one and don't do this. Like all the signs yeah, on the yeah, walls. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, he kind of feels to me like he, like a Thanos, like I, I believe that I'm doing the right thing for, for the world. Like he, he wants to save the world in in its own twisted way. That's kind of what I liked about him, but like he wasn't menacing. No, not at all. Not at all. And that's the whole point. Like he's, just not the real he's just not the real blowfeld so like what if know, he's an imposter maybe even and then because blowfeld comes back unknown uncredited unnamed in the movie later on yeah um which is I don't super know. weird i don't know I, I mean and the continuity really fucking sucks That's, like it, it, it's such a shame that like the last movie james bond just got married and his wife was murdered by blowfeld I'm telling and, you, they're going to they, go back and they're going to remake these movies in the time period with the Fleming shit. They're going to go much closer. They're going to, that's what they're going to do. They they're should because them. the story's there and it could be so awesome, but they like really fucked it up. Um, all right. So physical antagonists, um, there are, there are plenty. Um, <laughs> who do you want to do first? Um, I, I want to do Mr. Wit and Mr. Kid. I like, like that they had their own musical cue. I yeah. like that the the guy who's bald and has the long hair is a bass player for Thelonious Monk. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then I like that the other dude is just like this actor guy. 
and you know they figured it out on day one of sh- of shooting that they were gay and they just like really leaned into it and were like super cool about it and didn't give a shit um that was so awesome yeah i, I love that i mean like i mean it's probably gay people don't love it so much because it makes them look like bad guys but like, but you know, I, also I mean, it's think 1971. It, like, they also don't like act super effeminate or like lame. They're like really, you know, good villains. So like, I could I could see both sides. Yeah, and you know, like I said, by the end, I was kind of really sad that they they died. But I was like, at least they both died together. <laughs> I, <laughs> I at first I was like, oh no, the one guy is gonna die, and then it like blew up. I was like, all right, well. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're happy. They're together. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bambi and Thumper are great. I think uh, they were formidable. Like, I, if if Bond didn't, like, get them into that pool. Yes. He, he, he might have. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been good. Kicked his ass. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there are others. I mean, I guess Bond fights a lot of people in this movie, but there's no one else, really. Is there? It's, like, super interesting. That we were, that we remember, I don't even remember anybody that's super interesting. Nah, I guess that's it. But so I so, that being said, I gave it an eight. You gave it a seven. Um, better than I expected, you know. Like having several interesting physical antagonists is better than like having none or having one that doesn't do anything. Like the, the fact that that's like, true, and, and I think that was kind of cool. Um. I wasn't expecting that, you know, it, it's more like henchmen that, I mean, it, and it's funny because like Bambi and Thumper are actually in hire of Mr. White, not Mr. White, <laughs> <laughs> not that Mr. White, but right. uh, and not actually in hired by Blofeld, which is kind of weird, but he is somebody he has to uh, or they are somebody that he has to fight so definitely they're you know it's interesting that they went with pairs of two you know that's funny yeah that's funny because (laughs) the sheriffs are no match for him you know he's he totally makes them look like idiots like always like always. <laughs> always and it you know it's always fun to see bond in america you know and and felix is back but felix isn't back <laughs> <laughs> they're always changing felix which yeah felix is different all the time i just don't understand you can't Whatever. keep up all right so bond performance uh meh eh. yeah i'm dropping us a point too <sighs> um yeah he's just like He's not landing the jokes. He's not landing the punches. He's just hanging out and walking around and looking cool. And that's kind of it. And and the swagger is there, but it's it's not the the real swagger. It's muted. Like yeah. he'll wear the tux, but he's not like I don't know. I, I feel like he blends in, you know? He doesn't that's stand true. out. Like if he's in the in the casino, like people are like, "Oh, fuck." This guy. I mean, like, okay, sure. When he's playing crafts, he gets her attention, fine. But like, it's just because he has money, it's not right. because of his swagger. No, um, it's not because of his James Bondness. So, and and the fact that like, oh, like uh, yeah, John. Uh, when he like fake killed, when he killed uh Peter, uh, what the fuck, Franks? Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, and he's like, oh, his name's James Bond. And, like, yeah. He, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird to be like, yeah, I just killed this guy and I 
planted my own personal information on. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we both gave him a seven. Yeah. Legacy continuity moment. I, I got you know what I gotta drop this. I I agree with you. It's just not what the floor goes into Austin Powers. The jumpsuits from the oil rig go into Austin Powers. The Vegas goes into Austin Powers. Vegas goes into Austin Powers, and like the the car chase could go into a highlight reel. The moon car is stupid and sucks. That, oh, I forgot about all that. Like the moon car. I, I was zoning out during that point. I was like, what the fuck? Is, like, it's like they faked the moon landing. Is that what they're trying to say? Like, I think on. it was moon practicing. All right. I, mean, I hope it wasn't moon faking. I mean, because this is 71. Right. Is Were this conspiracy theorists already out at that point? I guess so. I guess so. Uh, anyway, I mean, no one talks about this movie. There's not like any, no one's like, oh my God, diamonds are forever. Like, it's just not part of the zeitgeist. It's just a, it's the last strong Connery. And that's like all you need to know. Um, it doesn't, I mean, it kind of feels like 71, but it doesn't really speak to the time period all that much. No, it's, it, you know, it's Bond. They're trying to figure out what to do next. And, you know, the only thing that they knew how to do was what they had done before. Yeah. And they're like, let's go less Spectre, more singular villain. But even though we're going to bring back Blofeld. Yeah. And they do. And it's like to middling, you know, appeal. It's sad that they they couldn't give they couldn't do a passing of the torch. Like, I think that would have been a cool thing to see in a James Bond movie. That could have been a cool thing to watch going forward. It's also interesting that like when they bring uh, Roger Moore back in the next movie, like it's just going to be a lot of new differences, new changes that they were trying to make that ultimately they go back on. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. So yeah, I hope that uh, I I hope that, uh, never say never again if we ever do watch that movie in the lead up to the next one like you know i hope that that movie like there sean connery is you know at least saying like i can't be i can't and shouldn't be doing this at my age <laughs> in some way i mean rather that movie than winking like that he can 83 i want to say that's 12 years later yeah it's crazy it's crazy all right so we both gave it four uh not very high <laughs> um no. special effects there, I don't know. I mean, there's some cool stuff, but like nothing amazing. Nope. Um, I gave it a seven. You gave it a seven. I think that's that's just sort of like because of the seventies. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing exciting about it. The moon car is kind of crap. You know what? I'm dropping a point for the moon car. Um, other than that, it's like it's very passable. The Effects of the bombs blowing up are really bad too. Ooh, that's gonna lose another point for that. Yeah. Like the explosions for the mushroom clouds are really not okay. Yeah. But they didn't have any technology to do that then, you know? I kinda understand. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's talk about the music. Uh the music I... isn't so bad and I love the Kanye song. So like wait, the Kanye I... song? Di- uh, diamonds throw your diamonds in the sky if you're feeling the vibe is it is rip is sampling the song is it really yeah all right okay <laughs> it has you nothing to do that. with this but okay yeah i guess so 
um, I yeah, I don't mind the song by uh, by our old standard of like. I think it's unfair. <laughs> okay, in the past we're like, oh, you can't say the name of the movie to have a good song, but then pretty much every single Bond song has the name. Of the oh, movie. they all so, do. They all do. Fine. Okay, give that up. But then last week we were like, all right, you can't say it in the first line. They still do it here. <laughs> but, but but this song has more of a timelessness to it. Like it doesn't Indeed. um it doesn't feel like the seventies. It just it's like a decent song. I don't know. it didn't bother me. I the main reason I dropped this down, I was like, I mean, did they even fucking play the James Bond theme other than the opening? Like it just it's like not there. Um, oh, I didn't hear that at all. I'm gonna drop my score um because of that like i just think that they use the other theme the one that originated in thunderball um they kind of have some other stuff in here but like i don't know it's just not very interesting so i give it a six what do you think no that's great i'm gonna go with an eight i think it's timeless you know i appreciate that there's some 70s like elements in it throughout uh yeah it's it's them trying to you know move and modernize bond and and we'll see them really kind of take a full swing at that and live and let die with paul mccartney and that'll be cool yeah and george martin you know if so only that movie was better <laughs> Sigh. yeah so rocking this one out here I'm at a 66. Frank is at a 69. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. All right. So Diamonds Are Forever. It's a movie in the James Bond canon. You could go watch it. You can. Uh, and then somewhere. We're going to go do another podcast right now. So we're going to close this one out right here. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank, where can they people find us if they want to listen up? Uh, you can find us on our website at www.longlostheroes.net. You can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play. Please like and subscribe. Uh, give us a rating and a review if you like. That would be awesome. And you can find us on the social medias uh, at LLH Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, so yeah, like AJ said, stay tuned. We're going to do a big series wrap up on uh you know sean connery and then just the whole series altogether. we've got a lot of scores that we want to give you our final verdict on the james bond movie franchise anything else bud no i'm good buddy all right thanks everyone we'll catch you very soon